Welcome to another episode of the Half Full Reviews podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and today I'm joined by a friend of mine, Jake, who also goes by what on the internet? Uh, Noshami. I'm normally attached to Impulse Squared. Cool. So mostly can... Noshami. All right. So Noshami or Jake, and you can find him on Twitch at Impulse Squared or Impulse 2, right? Yep. Impulse Squared. All one word. Cool. All right. <clears throat> um, so today we're going to be talking about a little bit about content creation. A little bit about Jake's podcast here, as well as his Twitch stream, as well as some... Uh, I've been working with a game development studio called Dogwood Gaming. We're going to talk a little bit about them. But the main topic is going to be Guild Wars 2. Um, so, but before we get into that, let's just talk a little bit about you. Find out a little bit about you, because you've never been on the podcast before. Um, I've been trying to get you on for a while, though. We tried to line up our schedules a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it's just, it was just uh, back then it was, I was a little bit uh, busier, um, given that I had a 9-to-5 going. And that 9-to-5 was actually 10-to-6. Uh, it was graveyard shift, so I couldn't really line up with anyone. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was difficult. I was working at a gas station and everything. So, as you know, like, I had to get my sleep, um, particularly because it, that particular job came with its own dangers, given the neighborhood that mm. it was in. Uh, and I had to be awake. I had to be alert. So... It was difficult to line up anything. Yeah, when you're working those kind of hours, it's going to be like your gaming hours, your awake hours are all going to be a little different. So, and then matching up with people in your time zone, you might be playing with people in like a EU time zone or something when you do oh, that. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. No, I, um, ever since I was like 15 or 16 or something, I've always been a little wonky with my um, sleep schedule. You know, I would always play with like Australians and whatnot. Um, so when it came to work, it was very easy for me to, uh, you know, just go to night shift and whatever. And I did that for way too long. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I, different <clears throat> reasons, but I tended so far in my life to do most of my gaming during daytime hours, usually comparative. So whether it's, you know, morning or early evening or stuff like that. So I end up playing with people in those time zones as well. And then I get with Eastern players here on the Eastern time zone in the States. And uh, I'm not on enough for them. I'm only on like one or two nights a week. And so yep. we can never do a whole lot, you know, whether we're in an MMO and trying to plan events or whatever we're doing. But I also work a lot, too. So I'm doing a lot of work with video games. I'm also doing a lot of work with marketing for other businesses and companies, life coaches and car dealerships and stuff like that. So all that yep, keeps, me, that. keeps me pretty busy. <clears throat> one of my big clients, and this will kind of tie into Twitch for you, too. One of my uh, bigger clients right now is Dogwood Gaming, and they're a game development studio in Maryland. They made like four or five t games on Steam. And one of them is called Static, which they just released a big 2.0 update for where they kind of redid the whole game from you know, graphics to story to um, uh, animations and everything. I mean, the, it, big, big improvements. So we, you're playing that on Monday night, this coming Monday, I believe. Yep. On, on your Twitch stream. That's going to be really cool. Um, if you'd like, we could probably get you a, a game key to give away too, if you'd like to give one away on stream. Um, sure, that'd be badass. Yeah. So that's on Steam right now. It's like 10 bucks. It's called Static. And uh, it's a thriller escape horror kind of game i say horror but really it's you wake up in an apartment building there's 10 floors and uh you have to remove static from items running around the apartment building to get down to the next level and a computer ai voice talks to you and kind of guides you through trying to help you fix the building you don't know what happened there but there's blood everywhere and there's just it's not a very nice looking place and then uh static monsters come get you later on in the game and try to attack you so it becomes like a it, it goes places i don't want to spoil anything but it's an interesting game so yeah, no, I looked into it on Steam. I saw Static on Steam, and one of his tags is psychedelic horror, which is my least favorite genre. 
because <laughs> I'm a wimp. So it's gonna be pretty, it's gonna be pretty awesome. It's, it's not, it's not that scary. So <clears throat> I've played uh-huh. it. It's uh-huh. not that bad. I've, I've been told that before. <laughs> uh, so the other, <clears throat> I'll talk a little bit more about these guys, uh, Dogwood Gaming. They have a a new game coming out called Ashes of Kanaka, and that's made with Unreal Engine, and it's a uh, cyberpunk RPG. Mm. And they they made it with RPG Maker and a top down 2D version uh, years ago. And that's on Steam called Ashes of Kanaka. And it's a, uh, like it kind of looks like Pokemon and you run around top down 2D. Yep. Um, and they, the game was made and it's, it sells and they've been promoting that and it's been around forever. It's one of the first games they made. But now they're remaking it in the Unreal Engine. So they're kind of basing it off that story and it looks great. They're going to have a demo for it out next month, a fully playable demo with a, a level boss and everything. Um, and the website's going to be up soon for that. And the Kickstarter, they're doing a Kickstarter for that where they're trying to raise a bunch of money to, to fund that game and get it made this year. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I'm sure I'll talk about that. I'm going to have them on another episode to talk about game development specifically and what they're doing with it. But back to content creation and you and me, um, what have you been doing with content creation? Right. So um, normally I've just been uh, streaming, trying to build, uh, you know, build an audience and whatnot. We actually accrued uh, more than a third of our uh, current audience in the last about two or three weeks. I've been really on the push for some um, different ideas and promotion angles that I've been working with, uh, particularly in regards to like game events and whatnot, um, as well as, you know, proper tag, uh, proper tagging and titling Mm -hmm. uh, presentation. We actually um, are in the and processes of fit, uh, finishing up our uh, branding guide. So we'll be uh, revamping our stuff soon. Don't worry, content is still gonna be the same. Um, you know, it's it's also um, finally to the point where people are beginning to refer their friends to us. So I'm really excited to see how far that will go. So there's a whole bunch of things happening. Um, as far as the creation of the content goes, uh, I'm responsible for hosting pretty much all of our content, 100% of the content. Um, and I edit on all of the content for our uh, YouTube channel. So I'm heavily in that. Um, okay. In regards to Impulse Squared, we're actually a group. Um, you know, that's why I don't go by Impulse. I go by Noshami of Impulse. Um, and uh, this is an actual company that I'd started with my friend, Phil. Uh, you know, he's on the paperwork. Phil goes by uh, Kusmura. So um, if y'all don't know, check out Kusmura too. He's a very talented man. He's got like a golden voice. You know, he's done radio shows before too. So that's super cool. That is so, cool. And yeah, I've been working, uh, I've been fr- best friends with him for like 16 years now. So it's good to get on on board with him uh, with something like this. But um, yeah, uh, I work as our HR guy. Um, so I'm responsible for a lot of our recruitment and we got we got a pretty healthy team going on. And, you know, we got we got a just a pretty awesome group. And it is, it's just so much fun because um, we focus more on the, the comedy side of things rather than the games of the technical side of things. Uh, so there's a lot of bickering going on. It's it's just like having a having a coffee or a, or a beer with your coworkers after work or something. So th- so it's That's cool. yeah. And I've made a lot of friends too. It's like I'm very reclusive ever since I moved out here to Colorado um, a few years ago. So it's it's been it's been pretty fun. Yeah, I'm down here in Florida, so we're a little ways away, even different time zones. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. I, I love talking to content creators, gamers. Um, that's the best, you know. And there's lots of good gaming communities out there. Um, so we'll we'll be sure to drop links to yours, uh, Discord and YouTube and everything. We'll put those all in the show notes. So if you guys want to find him, you guys can find him right there. Make it easy. Um, and uh, let's see. I t- I've talked about myself a lot on the podcast. So I don't want to talk too much every episode about myself, but it is the Half Full Reviews podcast. That's our website, halffullreviews.com. Mm-hmm. My marketing is halffullmarketing.site. I couldn't, I couldn't afford the .com, so I had to of buy course. the .site. You know. 
<clears throat> no one's using it, which is the best part of that, right? That's why when I'm working with these, uh, this game development studio, we went and I reserved all the domain names for their games. Because even if we're not going to use them right away, people will go and buy them and just sit on them and never use yep. them. So it's terrible. The internet's a terrible place. So <clears throat> have you? Yeah, got... some people will do that and 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 they'll like try to sell the name to to the person who is making the product for, with that name, and mm -hmm. it's 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 scummy, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I random question because I haven't discussed yes, VR yet on the podcast at all. Are you into VR chat or metaverse stuff or anything of that nature at all? Um, I'm, I've been keeping an eye on it, though I don't um, partake in it myself. Yeah, same here. I've dabbled in it. I started dabbling a little bit in exploring VR chat and looking into different metaverse options and just trying to see what's out there. Not because I have an interest in it, just because I don't want to be left behind in anything. I just want to see what's out there, you know, make sure I don't mm -hmm. miss anything cool. So. Yeah, um, we had actually discussed VR on the Impulse Squared podcast. By the way, check it out. You're missing out. You're sleeping on it. Uh, <laughs> um, we, we discussed it recently uh, in regards to, like, the next next step in gaming and whatnot and, like, how VR is going to be augmented um, before we move on to the next version of, like, you know how we jump from console to PC and from PC to VR? Well, th we're thinking about the next step, and it's going to be, like, an implant of the brain or something, like the uh, the Neuralink mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, Musk is, um, you know, trying to develop. Uh, so I think that might be the next step after VR, but, you know, we discussed VR a little bit about what's happening, like bodysuits to regulate like temperature and texture when you're interacting with the game's environment or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that part of VR because once that happens, it's like, we can get into it. Um, I'm definitely going to get, get into VR once we get to that stage, because there's just a, a whole level of, of immersion that mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to miss out on. I was looking into monetizing, monetizing VR in the metaverse. So you know, I guess even not being left behind or being interested in it, but monetizing it was like, how do you make money? So I looked in like VR chat and people will build houses in there and sell them to people um, and or character models. Hold on, let me silence my phone really quick here. Sorry. <laughs> Professional. Uh, it's probably a client calling. We're just going to leave that in the podcast too, because it's Mario themed, so it fits. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm about, I was about to say, big shout out to the retro gaming era. <laughs> yes. Uh, even I'm old the, enough to know. I'm old enough. Yeah. Even, the intro of this podcast is all retro music, too. It's like Legends of Zelda and Mario and Pokemon. Yes. And it jumps and kind of scatters between all of them. Yeah. All right. So um, where was I? VR chat. Yeah. So I was looking at like character models in VR chat are selling for like 80 to 100 bucks. And houses are anywhere from three to 400 up to $1,000. So if you can use the software, which they make, I forget. I downloaded it. I forget what it is probably on my desktop here, um, Unity Engine. Unity Hub is free download, and you can teach yourself to make stuff, and you can upload it and just sell it to people. So people have houses you can visit, and then on the wall, they'll write, find me here, I'll give you a quote, an email, whatever, and they sell custom-made stuff to people. You can also find it all on uh, Fiverr, Fiverr, Fiverr. There's Fiverr, people yep. making it there for VR chat. If you just punch in VR chat on Fiverr there, you'll see the sale prices of what people are doing. Like crappy stuff is like $10, $30, but actual good stuff, that you could show off it's like thousand dollars or more so, that's insane yeah so i've been teaching myself a little bit with the unity engine trying to see if that's something i want to do um and then i also downloaded rpg maker which is that top down pokemon style rpg because they're doing a sale on that it's only like 16 mm -hmm. bucks right now and you can make your own rpg games so i just bought that and downloaded that one playing around with that too so i'm just looking at other ways to make money and go into the future here and having to do with gaming and vr and stuff like that it's good school stuff so 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Impulse Squared. Um, the reason we started it actually is because we wanted to get into. I can't talk too much about this, but um, okay. we did want to get into uh, game development here. Um, we've been we've been working on a little something, but uh, you know, if I show up on, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later. If I, you know, make another appearance on your podcast here. Cool. Awesome. Now I would say I would uh, join yours sometime, but you guys talk about Guild Wars two mostly, and I've never played that, right? Well, on the podcast, we talk about, you know, just, um, you know, nerd culture stuff in general. Uh, everything from, you know, uh, the development of gaming to, to like, you know, the different uh, parts that go into gaming. Like, you know, how, like, we it's almost like sort of a questionnaire type thing. Um, I actually do have notes here about the things we pot, uh, talk about. So we talk about like content creation, you know, um, gaming rigs and all that. Uh, we talk about like different game genres as a whole. Uh, even the intricacies about the differences between PvP and PvE. Uh, so we we talk about everything related to gaming and, you know, nerd culture and whatever. I mean, just last week we were talking about the Assassin's Creed movie, which is a very long throw away from just Guild Wars 2. So, yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of that movie? Its cinematography was something that would only work for an Assassin's Creed film. If you applied that same formula of cinematography to any other movie, it'd be horrible. Resident Evil 5 is a great example of that. Its soundtrack was awesome. The acting was passable. Uh, the audio design was on point. I I thought it was a pretty decent film. I'm sad that it didn't um, do as well as it could have. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't remember it doing too well. And I think yeah, no. I watched the whole thing. It's been a while mm -hmm. since it came out. Um, but they have a lot of other video game stuff coming out, like the Halo TV series coming out next month. Do they? Um, yeah, in March. Well, Paramount I didn't know Plus. That. Yeah, you should go watch the trailer for it. It's really cool. It actually looks good. It's Master Chief in the, in the Halo, you know. And Cort Cortana is actually playing Cortana, the actual real one. Um, is oh, playing that's her so name. cool. Dude, yeah. that's badass. Oh. Yeah, no, you're fine. No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that looks really good. I, I pay attention a lot to TV shows and streaming and movies and stuff um, because that's one of the wipes of my pastimes was sit down and watch stuff together. Um, yep. So that's really exciting that sounds cool and then the movie coming out is a game i've never played as well which is is it horizon or horizon zero dawn or something no no it's not horizon it's um wow it's like the indiana jones one the tomb raider one but with a guy big game movie. that's indiana jones isn't it no no it's um <laughs> uh it starts with a u i think oh what is it Oh, beats me if it's a, if it's a tomb raider like then uh i i probably don't i fell off the tomb raider hype um, tom tom holland's playing in it uncharted uncharted oh no my wife will be a big fan of that you know she's she's big into uncharted that's coming out this year too really soon this month or next month i think it's this uh -huh. within the next 30 days i think uncharted 2 comes or uncharted comes out the movie with tom holland that's cool i'm excited to see that can you imagine a Star Wars type situation? They come out with Unchar Uncharted 2 as the movie first and then Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah, that's where the whole video game, you know, title things throw me off. So, especially because I never played those, but I have played all the Tomb Raiders and all of that, you know, and all those. But yep. this is, people describe it as a male Tomb Raider, you know, or a Indiana Jones-ish kind of thing. I'm not sure. Have you ever played Uncharted? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Neither have I, so we don't have much to talk about on that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I, I I think it's like a puzzle-ish action game. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's sure cool. The movie looks cool though. Maybe I'll get around to trying out the uh, the the game after I see the movie. So, man, uh, we were originally going to talk mostly about Guild Wars today, but we've been talking so much about content creation that I end up titling 
the podcast that, which is cool because I haven't talked to a lot of content creators on here yet. Um, so. Right. Yeah. No, content creation is um, it's I have a lot of fun with it. But what people what people think it is and what it actually is, um, it's said all the time that it's completely different. But I think I can put it into words that um, uh, are actually like get the point across to how different it actually is between what people think it is and what it actually is. What people think it is, is like, go ahead, press record, play a game, upload, done. Mm -hmm. Very far, very far from the truth. It's there are so many steps, there are so many things to do, and if you want to produce anything decent, then there you, there's some investment you got to make. There's some um, practice you got to do. It, you know, you can't just go in there, turn on a video game, show up here with your face, and then start commentating. Right. Um, first off, I believe you actually have to develop um, some measure of talent. Now, um, by talent, I mean like you got to be sort of consistent. You want to fill as much dead air with as much substantive commentary as possible, and that is not easy to do. What I had to do was I had to actually sit down and think about, okay, what what can count as passable content? And uh, I came up with five different things. And I can't recall them all off the top of my head, but I, I sort of like mold into it naturally at this point. Mm -hmm. it, and what I think is very important is like game selection and, and whatnot. So some someone new to content creation might go into RPGs, for example. Well, I don't think that's a very good choice because in RPGs, there's a lot of grinding, there's a lot of monotony going on, and it's really hard to fill dead air with anything like that. Uh, number two is that it really helps to know about um, for uh, like the technicals of a game, so you can talk about that when you aren't doing like bits if you're if you're doing comedy or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you know about the technicals, then you can you know fill the dead air with that. Like, oh, I'm healing this person for this much per second, and and you know whatnot, and trying to do your life calculations in your head, so that when you go to um, edit down that footage, you can do the whole meme with a uh, you know flying calculus coming yeah. out your face or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you can go ahead and do that. So you got to keep that in mind too when you're doing com uh, commentary. Um, you know, as well as like fat, fast paced, you know, hyper reactive. Uh, type stuff like uh you're playing call of duty for example and, and you end up getting shot you gotta think about how you're gonna react and you know if you do get killed well i mean it's call of duty you're gonna die uh so when you get killed <laughs> you gotta you gotta know how to do that you gotta look into look into different like types of comedy uh read that up read, read up on that um, work with comedic timing if you're going for the comedy style angle if you're going for the you know um you know old school type mont pvp frag video montage type angle then don't do it the you know, there's too many people doing it. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would personally advise against it. So it, it takes a lot of practice. I've been doing it for about a year, um, and I, I still don't have a full grasp on everything that goes into content creation. But a, a, a 10 to 12 minute video, uh, with with you know full annotation, you know, and you got a bunch of people, got a bunch of voices to sift through, and you and you know you're all working together and doing bits and whatever to edit all that down into the most you know most consumable bite sized chunks of of like different bits and you know funny moments and all that. Um, it, it it takes about sixteen to eighteen hours, so you really got to prepare to put in the work if you want to put out something that is um, you know of decent quality. Yeah, video and editing a lot of is no joke. For that. So yeah, no, it's it's crazy. People aren't prepared for that. So they go into it, they'll put out one or two videos and then they'll just immediately burn out. So when it comes to content creation, I'm like, do your research, be very careful, prepare to invest a lot of money and a lot of time because it's not easy to do. Yeah, so YouTube and Twitch be like the two main players people usually talk about with this. So there's mm -hmm. a big difference and you you already went over this. You know, There's a big difference in the two types of content that we can kind of lay out here is in Twitch, you have to be a personality. You have to have a schedule. You have to have a professional... Yep 
Twitch setup going on and they got to be able to see you and your game. You have, you have to be able to handle all of this. And yep. even the equipment required is different than shooting a YouTube video. Now, in a YouTube video, it's all pre-recorded, and you, like you said, you spend a lot of time editing it, which you might not do in Twitch. Um, but then you spend all this time to create a video, and then you need to make sure the video gets seen with SEO, even if it's just SEO within YouTube, with your titles and tags and keywords and things like that. And mm-hmm. then making sure that people are looking for that video is another thing, too. You were saying, like, maybe don't go the PvP route, um, you know, a specific PvP route, because it's so oversaturated right now. But when you look yep. at YouTube, um, and I, I make YouTube series for companies professionally sometimes, not gaming related, but we were doing some for uh, moving tips and advice for buying houses and stuff like that. And so we mm-hmm. researched all the videos that performed the best and how much competition there was and picked out the ones that performed the best compared to less competition so that we know ours would get this many views in this much time. So if you take it from a business perspective and you want to guarantee views, we could guarantee you know, quote unquote guarantee that our video was going to get a million views within eight months. Um, that has to do with subject because we can see other people have already done it. So by following their SEO pattern and the same keywords they used and knowing that there's only 10 other videos competing, we know ours is going to get seen and we have a good idea that it probably will. Yep. Um, so doing that is a lot different than Twitch where you sit down and you have to be a personality on Twitch. There's no back going backwards and chopping stuff out and oh yeah oh yeah no when it comes to twitch it's even harder because it depends on how long you want to go i'm i'm talking like whenever i whenever i stream and you know whenever uh we do the uh every monday it's uh we do what's called solo shami where it's just me mm-hmm. and every tuesday it's filet of phil where it's just phil aka <laughs> Kusimura. um you know he and i being the owners of impulse we have our solo days monday and tuesday um and, uh, you know, with the solo shaman, I stream for about four or five hours. And by the end of it, my throat hurts. You know, I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm red as hell because, you know, I'm so high energy. It is actual work. And, and you know, I don't, I don't take no breaks uh, except for maybe like a minute to, you know, refill a cup of coffee or something. Mm-hmm. So being a personality, you really got to, you really got to prepare to put in the work. Yeah, it's something I've not dabbled in. So the Twitch streaming personally to me, like I, I help Twitch streamers and I promote them and I, I get paid to work with some streamers, but I <laughs> doing it myself, I do not envy them. I'm like, I don't think I could do that. So I love talking yep. on a podcast. I'll make a YouTube video, um, but being there live for two hours or three hours or four hours, playing something and interacting with people. When I play video games, you know, I concentrate too hard on the game. It'd be hard for me to jump between yep. the two, I feel like. But everyone's a different personality, and some people are just really good at that. Oh yeah, some people like ha- have it naturally. For me, I'm, you know, I'm you know more uh, introverted, so it, it's a lot of you know social burnout. Like when I, you know, uh, when I in my programs, I hit like you know stop filming or stop recording, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just I just sit back on my chair. I'm like I don't want to talk to none of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, I can understand that. So so what do you do on stream? <clears throat> what do you guys play? Uh, what are uh, what do, what do we play um on like crew nights or whatever we'll do something like you know cards against humanity we uh most recently we did uh you know we went back old school went to gary's mod for some prop hunt oh, cool. uh, recently so that was that was a lot of fun um we <laughs> i'm looking forward to editing that down <laughs> uh and for, but for the most part um i personally uh, myself play guild wars 2 and uh phil's been playing uh elite dangerous and uh mountain blade so oh, how is Elite you, Dangerous going? So it's been out Elite quite Dangerous. A while. Well, I've been getting into it myself recently, and so far I'm having fun with it. It's like a first-person Eve Online. Yeah. Did you ever get into Eve Online? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did too. I've played Spreadsheet Simulator. Like yeah. I get it. <laughs> I played the crap out of that game for a while. Actually, this this last year, not in the past couple months, but before that, man, I was playing that game every day. At least I'd have it running in the background, you know, doing stuff. I went deep yep. into that game for a couple yep. years on and off. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, my prob- family lost me to that game. I was I was absent. <laughs> That's game that will suck you in. You know what I mean? And it gets. It gets frustrating too sometimes. So it's a yep. it's an evil, evil world in there with nasty people. <laughs> yep. I was cutthroat, I accrued my wealth four point six billion or something like that, and I was like, you know what? I have I'm good. <laughs> we did it. We did everything there was. We slaughtered all the innocent miners and stole yep. people's monies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but anyway, so I promised people we would talk about Gilbert's two at the beginning of so so I do want to learn a little bit about this game. Because it's, it's something I've always seen and been aware of. Because I play World of Warcraft and I play Star Wars The Republic. I've played yep. EVE Online, RuneScape. I've played every, almost every, every mainstream MMO out there. And Guild Wars 2 and Guild Wars 1 have been around as long as those. I mean, it's been around forever. So how's oh, yeah. that game doing these days? And why would people go play it right now? You know? Why would people go play I personally believe, and I might be biased here, that it is the best MMO of all time. Um, number one, um, simply for the fact that it has very little, if any, attachments to... Okay, so World of Warcraft is one of the most influential MMOs of all time. When yes. it dropped in 2003, it changed every other MMO out there. I mean, even the old uh, Star Wars MMO, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, changed almost overnight to emulate World of Warcraft. And yeah. almost every MMO to come out since then has been more or less a, a reference of World of Warcraft. Like I've been getting into Star Wars The Old Republic lately, and that's just World of Warcraft in space. Yeah. Guild Wars 2, what it does is it throw, it takes that you know holy trinity of tank, healer, DPS, and just throws it out the window. And it's the design of its content caters to however a group of people want to play so you could have a group of five people um you know built for doing as much damage as possible and that content is still possible to be done by those five people um you know it's it's quality of life is it's brilliant um you know travel is easy you're not going to spend you know too much time getting anywhere uh so so that's awesome is there a lot of open Um, world areas to hang out yes yes it is completely open world um you know say for any uh, story instances speaking of story it is a very story rich game um it's almost entirely voice acted except for like i don't know like season two or something like that um where they couldn't get the voice actor for the player character to come in or something um but since then you know they've been fully voiced hello windows so they've been fully voiced (laughs) so you know it's it's fully voiced a great voice acting by the way you know and i don't think any character in that game so far as i can remember is you know one dimensional there's one character that the community agrees on which is kind of eh but it's one character out of like a game that's been running since 2000, I think 12. So I think that's really good. Like a 10 year streak and there's only one like character that people meme on. That's yeah. awesome. So, you know, it's rich in story. It's got, it's got brilliant lore. Um, you know, there's no plot holes to speak of so far as I'm concerned, um, which I think is really cool because like, you know, comp- uh, comparable games like, you know, Star Wars The Old Republic, they just keep bringing people back and i'm just like i just killed this dude like two expansions ago like right? come on <laughs> now he's mutated or something and he's back you know? yeah it looks or, weird or worse uh, yet he's the same how to get back yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> Malga's a badass don't get me don't get it twisted <laughs> um leveling once you get to level 80 um guild wars 2 started with a max level of 180 it's still max level 180 there's no power creep there's no gear grind so 180 no, just 80. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah, no, just 80. And you could get that done in about like your first week, if that. Okay. no life, it may be three days. 
And World um, of Warcraft's pretty fast with leveling with dungeons these days. So you can kind of just do a little bit oh, of story. Yeah. And they made it very flexible where you can level doing whatever you want. Swotor oh, yeah. went back and did that too, obviously, because they're just mimicking everything what I was doing. But they made it mm -hmm. so you can go back and do whatever content you want and skip stuff. And how's Guild Wars 2? Is it pretty um, much the same? Not at all. Uh, well, uh, well yeah. leveling is the way they set it up at the beginning has been consistent with leveling as it is now in that the way you level is just play the game. You go through the story um, and what, what the, how you level is basically you just explore the map, you go to different zones and these are repeatable zones that you can do, which are basically quests, except you don't have to pick up anything from NPC. You just do the activity in the area find you know different nooks and crannies of the map you just explore and it, that's how you level and it's very easy you you get it done stupid fast stupid fast so you don't even have to do that too much if you don't want to um has yeah, a, it's, it's, it's not has, a game too focused on leveling no it's like mostly end game, game content is, so, is there a lot of pvp and raids yes or? Yes, so you can, um, with the end game content, it's um, level scaled, so you don't actually have to be max level to take part of the, in the end game. Oh, and wow. You will get experience for it. Um, like dungeons, stupid easy, you'll get a level of dungeon. Just guarantee at least a level of dungeon. It's awesome. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, for the end game, once you're geared up and you're level 80 and gearing up, you can do in like a sitting. Um, you're geared up for life. You don't have to worry about gearing ever again unless you change your build, right? You go from like a bursty damage DPS to. I don't know, like heals or something. You just gear up for heals, and then boom, you're done for heals for the rest of your life on that character. It's so. What keeps people logging in and coming back? Is there new cosmetics and stuff, or is there houses well, to decorate? Yeah, or... there's there's always new content. Not always new content. There's always new like um. I forgot the question already. <laughs> cosmetics, like, is it the cosmetics items and stuff? Cosmetics, like... yes, cosmetics. Yeah, people. Uh, there's a little meme going on that it's sort of like Fashion Wars two instead of Guild Wars two. Okay. So people are, are focused a little bit on that. Um, that's one of the end game. there's several different um facets to the end game to where it's has enough variability to where that could be your end game like some people will never touch pvp for the last nine years and still be experiencing fresh content they have what are called uh fractals which are basically mini dungeons and they're you know randomized um okay. so every time you go into one it's a brand new experience and pvp of course um i guess this goes for any game but Guild Wars 2, you know, you know, you got five people against five people or three against three in arenas. Mm -hmm. um, and there are two types of world uh, PvP. So I'll go first in Destruction PvP, which is what I'm a fan of. Um, it's arena-style combat. Um, you know, capture three nodes, King of the Hill on three different points, and that's pretty much it. And sometimes there's a gimmick, depending on what arena you step into. Um, so that's a lot of fun. And because, because it's a PvP, every fight's going to be different. Um, you know, no encounter is going to be the same. Um, and then you have what's called World vs. World, where you have a basically a server where three different servers that you pick for your account to be in. Um, and of course, you could transfer at any time. Um, where three different servers go head to head in basically what's siege mode PvP, and it's large scale, it's like 40 on 40, 80 on 80. Uh, it could be as tilted as like 70 on 20 or something like that. And 20 still has a chance because if you're like defending a fort or something, like it's this huge map where you can, you know, take forts or uh, defend forts and, you know, take command of, like, siege weapons, catapults, and things of the sort. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And then, you know, you have someone who ste steps up as a, and this is important here, you have someone who steps up as a uh, commander where they will show up on your team's mini-map. Um, <clears throat> and if you click that, you could join what's called a squad, which is basically a big group, holds up to 50 people, I think. Um, 
but it's but it's a lot of like social pressure because of course it's pvp if you if you mess up and uh you know you keep losing your team's you know fights and you keep making bad calls people ain't gonna follow you no more and they're not gonna you know if you tag up in the future it's just like you're gonna be on your own no one's gonna listen to you anyway they're gonna join someone else who steps up <laughs> so so it's really awesome you could do, do these large-scale battles that are like almost reminiscent of uh you know like lord of the rings uh you know uh helm's deep or minas Tirith or mm -hmm. something like that that's cool yeah so it's 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 awesome yeah, I, it sounds like i'm course, gonna have to check this game out look i'll watch some footage and stuff and check it out because i've always wanted to check it out so you just get tied up in all these other mmos and stuff it's hard to jump sometimes you know Oh, trust me, I know. Yeah, I've been getting back into Star Wars The Old Republic lately, just trying to figure out this new stuff they just came out within this recent expansion. I've already finished through the, I've already uh, sat through this first part of the story that they came out with. Um, it was a little underwhelming. I wish they had added some more, but I've been getting back into it. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, and of course, there was two raids. So, I mean, like, and raids are self explanatory. Yeah, they are. They're, those are in every <laughs> MMO. <clears throat> but the, some people really enjoy those. I like raiding, so in an evening with some friends, it's not, not bad. So, I like a lot of PvP in all kinds of games, though. Whether it's, oh, yeah. you know, even as simple as Pokemon or League of Legends or um, MMOs like Star Wars and uh, World oh, yeah. Warcraft. I always like PvP. I like the competitive nature of it. So, any game that has PvP, I'll always check that out. You know, oh yeah, you and I both brought that. Like my first MMO was Star Wars Galaxies, and of course my main class was bounty hunters. So I was like, "Wait a second, you can do this? <gasps> no way!" So ever since I was a young lad, I've always like accustomed to PvP, and of course the competitive nature of it. That was my first know. MMO as well. I've done a couple episodes on Star Wars Galaxies. Um, is yep. uh, is that where you and I met? Did you come from Galaxies? I did. Yes. Um, I I came from Galaxies. I was part of the um Tempest server before the merge, and then I went to Starsider. I was always bounty on her main. Um, yeah, nice. I and went I have, from. I have several. I have several claims to fame. I went I from the Flurry server to the Starsider server, and then nowadays I still play in SWGLegends.com. So, yeah. yeah, no, I, still... I, I had dropped Legends. Um, yeah, no, I uh, a little bit over a year ago I, I dropped from Legends, and I said, you know, I'm done with this. I've been playing too long. Yeah, I I when when I still play, I'm really logging in to see how things are going. Or fly yeah. around in a spaceship for a few minutes or do something like that. You know, I don't. Oh play, god, dude, play. I do miss the space combat. I do miss the space combat. By comparison, Star Wars: The Old Republic, like I like their, you know, the Holy Trinity system and the dungeons and all that, uh, or uh, flashpoints, I think they're called. Um, their space system will never compare to Star Wars Galaxies. But I don't want to get too nostalgic here for too long on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so hey, that's awesome. So I'm glad I got to hear a little bit about Guild Wars Two today. It was awesome to hear about you. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up with a question. Um, sure. We'll say, like, what are the best... We talked a lot about MMOs today. What are your favorite three MMOs of all time? So. Uh, Guild Wars 2, Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, I thought I had a third option. Now you might have EVE Online or RuneScape or World of Warcraft. Or, there's lots out there, you know? Uh, I'm going to have... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to go with EVE Online. EVE's uh, pretty good. Like, if I didn't have fun with it, I wouldn't have played it for so long. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Like looking back, you're like, man, why did they play that for so long? But you did, and when you were in the middle of it, it was it was like a second job, but like I had fun doing it, and like you know, I I won't pretend I didn't get a little bit of an adrenaline rush or like some sadistic pleasure out of <laughs> you know cheesing someone out of their cash. Or... <laughs> yes, that game is brutal. It's like you lose something, it's gone forever. So yeah, I just pop a miner out in the distance. I'll be like, dude, I just got that ship. I'll be like, dude, I just got that ammo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now it's gone. I used it to kill you. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on with me today, Jake. We're going to put all your stuff in the show notes. 
Um, yep. And maybe we'll have you on again sometime. If not, they can catch your podcast on Saturdays, right? That's right. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time. That's uh, 5 p.m. PST and uh, 8 p.m. EST. And you guys do that live? Yes. Very cool. On Twitch? Yes. All I don't right. know why I said that was so weird. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Super cool. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining me, TJ. My pleasure. Thank uh-huh.